I acknowledge that the land I work, live, and play on is the unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 63 of Van X Van. I'm your host, Doug Vandelay, and... Uh, contrary to what I've said before, where I would have Talia on every 10 episodes, I realized uh, that the reason I was doing that in the first place, doing these Touching Mace with Talia episodes, was when I had scheduling snafus, such as the one that's currently happened this week. Three interviews this week, and uh, none ready in time for tomorrow's episode. So this was recorded yesterday, if you're listening to it the day it came out. So I'm joined today by... My lovely co-host of Everyone is Jonas, and the uh, host and producer of Everything Economics, Talia Murdoch. How's it going, Talia? Hello. I'm okay. I'm sick, um, so I have a really saucy voice right now. It's all, like, croaky and stuff. And nasally. <laughs> and nasally. Oh, yeah, baby. That's I love so thinking about sexy. snot. That turns me on so much. Oh, boy. Um, no, so I am sick. Um, so I'm at home today. I'm working. This is officially my lunch break where I get to come and record. It's a pretty fun lunch break to do. Yeah. Yeah. Love w- working in my breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this doesn't feel like work to me because it's not my show, right? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work to me either. I don't have to do any prep. Don't nice. have to research. Nice. Um, it's also freezing cold in our apartment. It's so cold. And it's our first winter in this place. Yeah. Like, so our apartment, we live in a complex that... It, a lot of where we live was sold insanely cheap because it was leaky. There are a lot of apartments in this complex that just don't exist basically because they had there's so much water damage. But we get a lot of condensation on our windows, which is just part of living in a really humid city anyway because we're in Vancouver, which is famously rainy. It's frozen, so there is literally frost inside our windows right now. Yeah. And where I have my desk set up is pretty much, it's in the living room where we have a huge wall of windows, which is beautiful in summer, not ideal in winter. And then behind me is the door to like our outside, what used to be a balcony has now been converted into what landlords in Vancouver would call a den. Um, So it's very cold. (laughs) Yeah, it's more of just a tiny box. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe, I would say... A three by five foot room. Yep. Uh, with a window to the inside to the room we're currently in now, the studio, and then a window to the outside. It's very weird, but in the summertime it is good because I can put all of my plants out there and they do get really nice and warm. So they do like get a lot of new growth and stuff. It's just it's a strange choice. They're like, struggling right now. Yeah, they are. I'll I'll give them a little feed later. All right, well, let's not trickle-feed any more info about our apartment that could get us danced. <laughs> so the format of, of this show, the Touching Mace with Talia, is you bring on some articles for us mm-hmm. to talk about, and I understand you've done just that. Yeah. So I have two articles today, and then I thought we could talk about a docu-series we just finished watching last night. Um, these are two articles I collected ages ago, and yeah, last minute thought it would be more fun to talk about the show afterwards. Mm -hmm. So the first one, this is a headline. Arizona man narrowly avoids shooting. In quotes, a taco saved my life. So is this this the the unit for the episode? 
No, no, this okay. isn't the unit of the episode. The unit of the episode is in the next it's article. It's coming up next. Yeah. All right. Arizona man narrowly avoids shooting. A taco saved my life. Yeah. Is it, I'm, I'm guessing hard shell taco? I don't actually know. It doesn't say. Okay, so the first line of this article. Tacos. Is there anything you can't do? Because, like, tacos generate a lot of um, bad news, I think. like What? Not bad news. Like, people will just write about tacos. Yeah, cause because they're good, and they have cheaper on Tuesdays in a lot of places. Yeah, but that's not really interesting journalism. You know, no. like, you don't need to be writing a weekly story about a taco. This, on the other hand, I think, um, is great. So, basically, what happened was this guy in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, um, was driving along and eating a taco, and his front window smashed, like it just shattered. And he thought, oh, it must have been a rock. So he got out and heard more like pop, 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 pop. Someone was shooting at his car, so he got in and kept driving. The reason the taco comes into it is he said, you know, I usually drive around with my driver's window down, but I was eating this taco and I didn't want taco bits flying everywhere, so I rolled the window up. So really, in a way, a taco saved my life. How did that save his life? The glass of the door... Well, it would have shot him, right? Like the 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 door, sh- the window shattered, and but deflected the bullet. Yeah, and deflected right. the bullet, which the cops found like a bullet in his car later. Whereas if he had his window down and arm out, it would have blown off his arm. It could have got him in the head. Any number of horrible could have hit things. the taco. Did they catch they the shooter? Hungry. No, there's nothing. There's not much else in this article about that. Um, well, Taco Man, if you're listening to this, reach out. Yeah, Ryan Bishop. I would love to interview you on the show about uh, your eating habits, your your survivor traits. Yeah, I mean, this is a Any Huff... enemies you might have? This is a HuffPost article, so he didn't respond to them, but maybe he'll respond to us. Taco Tim, are you available for comment? Yeah. Not affiliated with HuffPo? No, no, we're completely independent. And then... You know, there was another instance that they that they credit like a survival story to some taco stuff in in at the end of this article, just to show you know how good tacos really are. That in March, an Oregon man and his dog survived five days stuck in the snow by living off Taco Bell sauce. Oh, nice! So that actually so makes me feel sounds good. like a nice vacation. About me hoarding all of the ketchup packets and stuff and putting them in our van. Mm, I don't know about that, but okay. I mean, if we're going to be storing food, yeah, true. we can just choose to store better food. Yeah, true. We can. I need a more likely, uh, a better solution would be to just write in the notes, like, no ketchup yeah. packets. They are useful. Yeah. So, Australia has better sauce packets than Canada does. The yeah. sauce packets here, those little bags. Yeah. You just can't get it all out. It's impossible to not make a mess. It's really easy for it to have a trajectory much like a morning wood pea and just go out the side or, or, or something. So Australian packets, if you look up Australian tomato sauce packet, it's hard to describe. It's like two little blister packs yeah. attached to a piece of card. And you bend the card, which pushes the two blister packs together, and the sauce comes out in a stream through a hole in the middle of the card. So good. You can just get it perfectly on your sausage roll or your pie. Or your pie. That's what it's for. Yeah. If you use it for anything else, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Because you put vinegar on your, and chicken salt on your chips. 
Yeah. That sounds pretty good. On your fries. On your fries. On your chippies. Chippies. Hot chips. Your hot chips. Hot chips. So that's that. There's not much more to this article. Just a taco saved my life. What a what a positive attitude to have. Nice. All right, the next one. Next article. This is the unit of the episode. Dog gone it. Florida dog puts car in reverse and drives it around in circles. Hell yeah! So the dog's the unit. Yeah, the dog's the unit. <laughs> Do they reach out to the dog for comment? Does it have its name? The dog's name is Max. Um, well, the first line of this article, incredibly wrong. Yeah, I know. The first line of this article, bad dog. A black Labrador in Florida got into a bit of a jam when he somehow put a car in reverse and drove it around backwards in circles while his owner was outside the vehicle. This is such a, like, man bites dog. Article. That's sick. Isn't it so did, awesome? Did it say if the dog was afraid? Um, let's see. Well, there he took a, a video. Yeah, yeah, there's a video. So, let's watch the video. Okay, we'll watch it. I'll cut out the, the, us watching the video. But it'll be linked. <laughs> okay, I'm not cutting this out. So the, <laughs> the car is just driving around in circles in reverse in a cul-de-sac in suburban Florida. Yeah. I'm imagining a, a golden retriever wearing shades. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a black lab. Oh, yeah, um, true. But they, they could be wearing, like, some gold aviators so or something. It's driving a Mercury Sable. Yep. Silver car. Oh, why um, is there no picture of this dog? <laughs> the, the owner tried to get back into the car, but was locked out. So he'd also locked it, the dog. So it also... Um, I bet this person wishes they were the taco man with the window rolled down i know right so yeah. they could just lean in and and help the dog so this went on for about an hour so the dog got his foot on the accelerator it must be like an automatic or something i'm piers ray sitting with me is eric ivanovich my name is eric ivanovich we're the hosts of podcast versus podcast right here on the cave goblin network this is the only podcast pitching show on the internet tune in find out if we can ever find the perfect podcast or more importantly can we agree on it Oh, because they put they it start into rolling, and it yeah. just starts going. Because I don't think a dog would be able to like put the clutch in to put it in reverse or whatever. I don't know how to drive stick. Like I get the gist of it, but I don't know how to do it. Um, you and, can change gears without the clutch. It's just really bad for the gearbox. Yeah, and you have to be like going at the right speed and stuff, right? And things like that. I don't Not necessarily. Think... Like if you get the timing just right. You yeah, can't. Okay. It's it's just a really bad idea to yeah, do. Yeah, so I don't think a dog could muster that. I um, once went from first to six without changing, without pushing the clutch on when I was a pizza boy to try it out. Oh my god! So anyway, this went on for about an hour, and then finally Sixth, fifth. I don't know what I'm, I haven't driven stick in so long. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, the dog smashed into a neighbor's mailbox, and the cops managed to get him out. Dog hates postman. As usual. Here's how yeah, I imagine there you go. that the dog could be on the accelerator. It's jumping up to try and get on the dashboard. Gets its back leg stuck in the steering wheel. Gravity pulls it down, which turns the steering wheel. And it's a column shifter, so it bumps it into reverse on the way down and puts its paw on the accelerator, its front paw. Could do, yeah. That's how I imagine that would work. Yeah, that could have been how it worked. I have no idea how this happened. I guess maybe they were going somewhere and the dog was in the car and then the owner had to quickly run inside. The dog saw his opportunity, went to the front seat. Finally, I'm the captain now. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can do Max backwards doughies in the cold. We're going to McDonald's. Getting a soft serve. Yeah. What is this? The Florida Sun? Um, Toronto Sun. Toronto Sun, right. Yeah. 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 I like looking at tabloid tabloids have been I've realized the best place to find garbage news. That's just purely, We talk about garbage news. No, that's just like purely entertaining. All right. You know, it's not This is important. It's the next stage of canine evolution. <laughs> So there we go. That's the unit of the episode. Um, we'll we'll put those. We'll link those in the in the show notes. What What do you think the dog's name is? The dog's name is Max. Oh, that's right. We know that already. Yeah, we know the dog's. All name. right, Max. You're the the unit, the episode unit. Yeah. Uh, we're still still workshopping what we're calling this segment. Bad Max. Bad Max. I think nice. that's his true name. Yeah, Mad Lad Max. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something cool. All right. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is we just finished season two of Hellier last night. Yes, Hellier, H-E-L-L-I-E-R. Which is a docuseries about a group of paranormal investigators that are just investigating the phenomena. And basically there are two people who kind let's, of... Let's say their names. It's... uh. Greg and Dana Newkirk, they're a married couple who... Greg is a ghost hunter and Dana is a hedge witch. Yeah, so they basically got some emails about this goblin, this, like, goblins in caves in a town called Hellier and Doug and I... In were, Kentucky. In Kentucky. Doug and I were instantly, like, cave goblins. I'm in. Like, we have to watch this. Yeah. Um, and... It's a synchronicity, which is important if you I watch know, the show. I know, yeah, yeah. And... You know, these people were just, like, they're ghost hunters. They obviously are believers in higher phenomena and, you know... The paranormal. The paranormal, um, which it's no secret that both of us are as well. But then things just started to get really weird and spooky and one thing led to another and there were just so many synchronicities, which are basically coincidences, but the belief is it's not a coincidence. There is, like, a higher power at play that's making that happen. Yeah. Um. So they we watched season one, and then there's a season two, which they were putting together before season one even was released. And then they're going to mainly in a town called Somerset, which is also in Kentucky. Similar stuff going on, but season two just got next level. Yeah, so season one, if you're a skeptic, and it's important to be a healthily skeptic, even if you do want to believe, then a lot of the stuff that happens in season one, it's spooky, but you're like, oh, you know, there's rational explanations. Yeah. But by the time season two rolls around, it may start off a little slow, but it just hits this critical mass, and things just start getting freaky, and... It's. I don't want to give anything away. No, we won't. Well, it's, so if you, if it's you available officially it. for free on YouTube. Yeah. Or if you have a uh, Prime Video, you can watch it on there as well. I don't know which one gives the uh, creators more of a kickback, but you can check them out on. I think Planet Weird. Planet Weird, yeah. Yeah. That's the media company, but it's very good. It was very, very gripping. I just want to see more of it. Like, I really hope that they're making a follow up. Because there were a lot of loose ends. It's really I well think. made. I would watch that team do anything. I want to see them do some Bigfoot hunting. Yeah, yeah. So they do a lot of different stuff. Um, but the thing about season two was it went further than just like alien phenomena. It got into religion, the occult, 
became like very esoteric. They did a lot of magic rituals, government conspiracies and military conspiracies came into it with some of the reports they were getting from people. They have almost a scientific great. approach to the paranormal with yeah. the experiments that they do. And it's definitely Yeah, if you have any interest in the paranormal, even without belief, it's just a, a great documentary series. It's really well put together. They're a charismatic group, very intelligent and reasonable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was one scenario in it which I think highlights the fact that even they themselves are coming at everything from a skeptic angle where they were receiving some emails from a woman and they didn't show the rest of their crew this was um gary and dana they didn't show the greg. rest of their sorry greg the rest of their crew for four months because they're like this has to be a hoax someone's messing with us and then it got to a point where it was just like no this is legit what whatever this person is saying they're experiencing yeah, whether it's really happening or not, they are experiencing it. They are experiencing it. it, which is a lot of the paranormal stuff, is you might not physically be able to see something, and the idea is that it's happening to people, possibly even just in their brain. They're traveling to somewhere else, but it's happening to them, so that's what makes it real. Well, reality is only how we perceive it anyway, so, yeah. you know, nothing's really real. Yeah, so if anyone out there has Except watched it... Except for the exploitation it, of the working class. Yeah, well, that's real. Um, if anyone out there has watched it, I am dying to talk to people about this. So jump in our Discord. We yeah. have a paranormal There is a paranormal channel. channel. Um, and I posted in it to say that we'd finished because I know that Caitlin and Damien, who are Patreons... Patreons friends of the network. Friends of the network. They've, they've watched it. But uh, Caitlin from... Adventures in Aurelia podcast. She is a paranormal investigator. Yeah. She's part of a group out of... Uh, are they in Bellingham? Yeah. They're somewhere in WA. Yeah, somewhere in Washington. <laughs> um, so it's really sort of inspired me to... I do like dabble in tarot reading and stuff, so I want to try and challenge myself to start doing more of that and start doing some more spiritual practices Nothing as intense of that, probably definitely all just within chaos magic, just picking and choosing what's relevant. Reading, I've just like looked up some more podcasts to listen to, so if any of those are good, I'll, I'll tell you. But I am just fascinated by it, and I want to learn a lot more about thought form energy, because that's the other thing, like this group has so many experiences together, Yeah. but they're all so close, and they've spent so much time exploring the other that are they creating energies yeah, amongst it, themselves, which I don't think makes the phenomena not real. I think maybe that's just a way that it's manifesting itself. Well, if you think about it this way, like on this show, I've talked to a lot of improvisers and comics, and we did that intro one class with uh, Ronald Dario of uh, Im improv. improv. Yeah. And it's a lot there. Like you're just trying to, when you see these improv groups, they practice trying to think together and when you know that you do those close-up exercises like zoom yeah stuff where you're just basically trying to figure out what people are saying just by feel and it's interesting thinking like how much of it is happening externally and how much of it is just their group think yeah uh which they've developed and you know 
So there's some parallels parallels there between uh, people who do improv and ghost hunters. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. I would recommend it to anyone, whether you're interested or not. It was just a really well-made documentary. Um, the camera work was awesome. You watch a lot of paranormal stuff in it, so like B-level, which is fine. Um, yeah, well, it's a, a lot of paranormal researchers are filmmakers second. Yeah. But they worked with... Uh, with Carl Pfeiffer, who is a cinematographer and paranormal researcher, and so the camera work is and the production quality is top notch. All right, well, yeah. that's uh, in place of the three articles. It's three topics to talk about. Thanks so much for uh, coming on today, Talia. Thank where, you. where can people hear uh, more of you? Uh, people can listen to Everything Economics. Um, it has started up again for 2020, and I just put out part one of a four part series on healthcare. So, yeah, interesting stuff. I encourage everyone to listen to it to just really understand what private healthcare does to a public system. Thanks for listening to Van X Van. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Vandelay and the show at Van X Vancast. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podchaser or iTunes. It's the best way for us to grow at no cost to you. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cavegoblins. I'm Doug Vandelay. See you next time. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.